Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Hello and welcome to the Warmakers podcast. A one-stop shop for courage, confidence and mindset building. Also bringing you all the aspects of mental health awareness, business and entrepreneurship. We are your hosts, Adam Ellis and Jason Borman of the Rawmakers Coaching. Now tonight, guys, we've got a very, very, very special guest uh, with us tonight. Um, so excited to have her on. Uh, she's a mindfulness and mindset coach. Uh, she's very, very experienced. You know, she's doing a um, she's doing some learning in neuroscience. Um, she's fully qualified and accredited coach. Um, she's heavily into like mental health awareness and all things like that. So that's one of the reasons we wanted her on tonight. And yeah, but without further ado, let's get her on. Hi, Catherine. Hello, are you all right? Yeah, we're good. How are we? I'm good. I'm excited to be on tonight. This has been long awaited, hasn't it? We've had this in the planning for months and then things have happened and life happened and I got a bit poorly myself with my mental health and then I'm back to it now. So it's, yeah, it's exciting. And it's Valentine's Day. Yeah. Woo-hoo. Happy, happy <laughs> Valentine's Day. Everyone. Yay, shedding the love. <laughs> um, so yeah, so if you want to kind of elaborate on that short, like, introduction and just tell us a little bit about like what you're all about basically um so well i'm Catherine moses i'm a mindfulness and mindset coach uh, in harrogate in the uk in north yorkshire and uh, i teach mindfulness-based cognitive behavioral therapy and coaching um i'm a mental health advocate for mind mental health and do fundraising for mind mental health and uh, i'm a massive neuroscience geek so I love neuroscience, I love NLP, I love the mind, body and spiritual approach to life. I'm a meditation teacher, so I teach um, stress reduction and mindfulness-based cognitive behavioural therapy alongside uh, mindfulness coaching. And I'm also a holistic therapist, so I do Indian head massage as well. And uh, I'm also a hairdresser and a barber, so I do a fair time. Wow, awesome. So quite a range of things there and like um but also quite niched if you if you at the same time. So it's like yeah. you know, very much into holistic therapy, very much into kind of helping people in general. And yeah. yeah. It's, it's the mind body approach. So I do everything from obviously your mental well being with the coaching to the self love aspect with Indian head massage and the kind of self-confidence aspect in in the hairdressing really so it's all one big um collaboration really of of my business and um my long-term goal is to set up my own academy so my academy will be teaching everything like i'll have yoga teachers in um i also did some muay thai training um last year and got really heavily into muay thai and into my fitness journey and yeah. so my academy will eventually have like personal trainers in there teaching Muay Thai. So it's a full mind body approach of invoking your power, which is 
the spiritual practices of, of Buddhism and it's my my religion and it's it's my calling and it's everything that I teach practice and coach daily on a on a day-to-day basis and a one-to-one basis when people um come for coaching sessions with me amazing right so how did how did that come about how did you sort of hear about buddhism and how did you get into like having that as your faith right i went um six years ago i was married and got divorced and my divorce was quite um challenging and I suffered a, a mental breakdown, suffered severe depression from it. And I went traveling to Thailand and Australia for six weeks to kind of sort my head out and to deal with, you know, the breakdown of a marriage and, and an eight year relationship. Had the best time of my life and kind of just got into the spiritual practices of mindfulness. And I, sat, I started off on the journey before I went to Thailand by finding a mindfulness book in a bookshop started to read it and put those practices into place to help me come through depression and then when I went to Thailand I went and visited um, a Buddhist monastery in Bangkok absolutely loved it loved Thailand loved the Thai way of life the you know the very humble people they work very hard and they're quite happy and bubbly and loving and kind and caring and compassionate and nurturing people and I just fell in love with the faith really and the faith kind of is what brought me out of depression so I just started to practice it and 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 just loved it from there on really and then um, I got signed off long-term sick in 2019 and just went back into the job center and was like you know I, I can't not do anything I've worked from being 2004 you know from being 14 and you know, it's it's 2019, I'm out of a job, my physical health, I have fibromyalgia. So my physical health had been declining as well as my mental health. And so I asked them if they could help me to retrain. So I started to retrain in holistic therapies, did an Indian head massage course, and then um, found a spiritual life coaching course and did that course and found out all about the Aboriginal tribes and all about spiritual tribes across the world and through history and just really got into spiritual side of things and just loved it and when I was in Australia I went to the Blue Mountains on the Blue Mountains tour and that was where all the Aboriginal tribes origin originate from and just loved it just fell in love with the peace and the stillness and and what we lack in in the Western world, because in the Western world, we suffer so heavily with stress and anxiety and fears compared to Asia and the other side of, of the world, Australia, you know, they live a lot more chilled out pace of life. And here it's, it's, it's kind of like we've got it all wrong in the Western world. You know, we live to work and then we work and then we retire and then we die. You know, it's, that's kind of the circle of life for us Westerners. And traveling just made me realize that I didn't want to live my life like that anymore. That living my life, working nine to five, working 45 hours a week, running down the street with a piece of toast in my mouth, getting to work late, you know, having my break times taken off me because I was late for work. You know, I was stressed. I was worried. I was anxious. I was constantly chasing money absolutely hated my life and just came back and and retrained and went from there on really and then just I started to um I got diagnosed with fibromyalgia and I started to study fibromyalgia in in the brain because when you have fibro you basically get told you've got fibromyalgia you've got chronic widespread pain 
your body doesn't deal with your pain senses like a normal average person so you have heightened pain and you suffer with daily chronic fatigue so it's um you know reducing your stress is is literally life-saving you know you have to reduce your stress otherwise you're going to end up with flare-ups your whole body's going to go into spasm and I mean they thought I was having a stroke when I was 21 because my left arm didn't work both my legs didn't work all my jaw was in spasm and that was purely down to stress and that's what's created fibromyalgia in me so I started to study and research fibromyalgia and, and the brain science behind why we have fibromyalgia and so I now go on to teach fibromyalgia workshops. Um, I had a studio the year before the pandemic hit and I had to give it up because I just couldn't afford it and my business wasn't built up as much as it is now. And so I just ended up, I was running support groups for fibr people with fibromyalgia. But obviously, I kind of got my business online, started with TCM, which is where we met. And got my business online and decided to put everything online then and, and do more social media marketing kind of side of stuff and really enjoyed the online the online world. I mean, I love my face-to-face -face contacts as well. Obviously, I still do that with massage and stuff, but, you know, when the pandemic hit, boom, everything went online. So I've kind of had to muddle my way through the online world, work out how to do Zoom calls like this, like we were just saying before I came on with it, I'm not that great on Zoom. And so I've had to work my way around the social media aspect and learn and grow like that and and widen my audience and why, you know, widen my services as well of what I offer people. Amazing. Um, so one of our goals is to kind of reduce um, suicide in men. Mm -hmm. So it's one of like the biggest sort of areas in um, or it's basically like the highest figures are kind of males like 25 to 45 basically and um of suicide and we kind of one of our missions is to just like seriously reduce that number like through coaching through like support through awareness through like anything we can really and um yeah so i know that you yourself you know heavily um I'm an advocate for, you know, prevention of suicides and stuff like that. You help yeah. lots of people uh, from talks that we've had in the past. So tell us a little bit about that, like um, share some of your experiences, you know, in handling, in handling that. Well, suicide prevention is my passion, my ultimate passion. And I did um, my mind... Um, I did my mental health first aid certification in suicide prevention. So suicide prevention is a biggie for me. Um, every two minutes in the world, uh, a man takes his life in the UK. And so that's a really high statistic. Like you say, between the age of 18 to 40 is a really, really broad age range. But, you know, it's something that I'm massively, massively passionate about because um my friend at the age of 18 take, took his own life with suicide and it hit me really hard and it, it took me a long time to get over that. And so I've set up the Blue Shackle Scholarship Fund, which is in suicide prevention. So that's for men, men and women between the ages of 18 to 40. And I mean, during the pandemic, my business just absolutely went crazy, like, like off the wall crazy. Mm -hmm. And I was getting 20 to 30 messages a day 
people struggling with the mental health. I taught four people at suicide uh, globally um, during the pandemic, you know, and I've had guys sat on my sofa suicidal as well, you know, face to face that I've talked and coached through suicidal thoughts or through severe depression. And it's something that I fight for. I live, I breathe, I eat, fight for suicide prevention. And myself this year, I've had a really bad bout of depression and um, a psychotic episode in which I was suicidal myself. And I called it in because I was having prolonged um, suicidal thoughts for longer than three weeks. And I ended up having a, um, a psychotic episode where I was hearing voices and stuff and my behaviours were all really erratic and, and I was really, really extremely poorly to the point where I was sectioned at home under um, a community care team that I've still got a, a community care team in now who are helping me to get back on track. So tonight's podcast is really poignant, really, in talking about suicide awareness and suicide prevention because I've been there myself on several occasions you know over the past six years I've had suicidal thoughts on and off and suffered with depression and suffered with my mental health and I have that level of understanding of of when people are suffering and I think that's what makes me the coach that I am today because I resonate with a lot of people and people find it easy to open up to me and to to be vulnerable and to to admit that they're struggling and you know in my goal every day is if I can save one life just through sitting on the end of a phone call and talking to somebody and reprogramming a person's brain with neuro-linguistic programming and, and neuroscience, then then I will, you know. And I set up my scholarship fund. So my scholarship fund is a 12-week coaching package and that goes through each area of your life. It gives you a diet plan. It gives you an ex- a Muay Thai exercise plan. It gives you um, a full lifestyle overhaul. We do a vision board with that. You know, we do a dream big session with that. It's a full 360 a life in 12 weeks. And I've had amazing results with uh, guys that I've, you know, that I've spoken to. And, and just in our sessions and in our meditation sessions, I've had just instant results just from having having that conversation with somebody and opening up the conversation. And I do my own um mini kind of version of a podcast like this which is called open up the conversation to mental health and I've had you know seven interviews so far on that during the pandemic before unfortunately I had a break and got not well myself but it's it's I I love the fact that I'm on here tonight speaking to you because I love your post about how you think and how you feel from a man's perspective and I know we often have conversations don't we and you know the things that you post are so raw and so vulnerable and so honest and I love that about you you know it really it's really heartwarming to see and it's 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 really good to see that you are leading in that kind of way and you're showing men that it's okay to be vulnerable you know it is okay to sit and show you singing and stuff like what you do and to say hey you know come on guys I'm having a shit day I'm not feeling great. I'm feeling insecure. I don't like the way I look. Or I'm going to sit with you on and I'm going to have a good thing. <laughs> yeah. Like, come on, get on and have a, have a dance with me. You know, I danced around, my, I've danced around my front room tonight and posted a video, you know, and I start sing with the music blowing in the background. You sit and sing. Like, it's just been so natural and so honest, isn't it? That you get the best out of people. Love that. Love that. Love yeah, so so can people like donate to that fund or like how how does it work? 
Yeah. So you can donate to the fund. I'm currently fundraising for Mind Mental Health and the scholarship fund. And I'm trying to raise £2,000, which is a really small amount of money, but it's it's achievable for me right now. So a thousand of that is for the scholarship fund in suicide prevention. And the other thousand goes to Mind Mental Health charity. So I'm actually having a ball, a fundraising party, really. A celebration of life, I'm going to call it, on the night celebrate to celebrate life because so many of us when we're in that that place don't want to live and it's just showing people that you you can live and there is something to live for so my scholarship fund offers as well any donations help for anybody who signs up to a 12-week coaching package with me to also access a free mindset workshop and mindset workshops uh, an hours workshop and in general they're 22 pound 22 and they just it just helps to give somebody an extra bit of access to something to, to really boost the mindset. And I mean, it get a lot of work goes into a mindset workshop and I, it's all structured and everything now. And I've had it running for a while now. And they're really, really, they're great. You know, people love the workshops. They love the fibro workshops and they love the mindset workshops. And it takes you through what I call a spiritual breakfast. So it's just a morning routine of how you can prep your mindset before you start for the day. And it's how the biggest, leaders in the world basically I've taken tips from all these massive big leaders of the world and people have inspired me and put it together in one mindset workshop so it's really really impactful you know and it is it's a structure that will enable you to change your life and change your mindset every day of the week so it's really really it's beneficial and it's so what I've, I'm doing now, I'm basically coaching myself through my own 12-week coaching program to get me back on track with my mental health. Incredible. Incredible. So it's ace, but I've also got, I'll show you my positivity mugs. <laughs> I sell these positivity mugs, my merchandise, my Blue Chakra merchandise, and they're £12.99 plus £3.50 postage and packaging. And they every pound from each sale of this goes into the, the fund. So I've got merchandise as well that people can purchase. Yeah. So it's, um, I love what you're doing. I love like all the stuff that you've got there in, involved with that and you know how much you built it up and like credit to you and the courage you know you've had to show to kind of pull yourself out of a bad place. Um, obviously courage is a big thing that we talk about you know it's a symbol of the lion you know everything we're about and um, and really the start to any confidence journey you know you have to kind of start with a little bit of action and that takes courage so yeah. um and it's small steps you know that lead to big big ends and um yeah you're you're doing it you're a kind of product of that you know and <laughs> we love to see that thank you so yeah i don't know i think adam's got some questions so <laughs> give him the floor for a minute i've got some questions so going back to when you had the psychotic breakdown and all that, how did you get yourself out of that? Well, I've had a team of people in supporting me, um, a crisis team in supporting me. And now I'm in with the early intervention in psychosis team. These are through the NHS. Um, I was put on pharmaceutical medication, some antipsychotic medication. And then I've just been slowly doing my own mindfulness-based cognitive behavioural therapy to, to pull me out of, of this episode. Um, it's so far taken about six months. 
So that's that's it's it's a bonus. I keep getting told by my team that I'm one of these incredible people that I've managed to pull myself out of it rather quickly. Most people it takes a lot longer. Um, but I'm purely thinking that it's down to my training and, and my studying, you know, and the research that that I've done that it doesn't ever leave you. It's just something that I've had what's called a blip where sometimes you, you can be so overwhelmed with with trauma or with with other things, other stresses that you can just have a psychotic episode and you can just get so overwhelmed with everything. Um, mine's generally from hearing a lot of people's trauma during the pandemic. Like I say, my business just took off and I was talking to thousands of people across the world and hearing a lot of people's trauma day in, day out for quite a prolonged amount of time. I mean, at one point I was like a Samaritan's hotline. You know, I was on the end of a phone, I was on the end of messages for sometimes 18 hours a day, which became too much you know there's a lot of people a lot of scared and suffering severe anxiety during the pandemic yeah and that's that's a good point as well like balancing that empathy we have to do that for ourselves as coaches mm -hmm. don't we? yeah because you know, i can tell you're a very empathetic person you know care a lot about other people um yeah, you've got there's also a boundary of yeah, taking on too much work and too much, and too much too many people's things. And I think as a coach, I think my learning and my experience now as a coach is when you work in in a, in, in a business with teams and doctors doctors have this and nurses have this, you have um, somebody that you can disclose things to, somebody that you have support with, like a supervision person. And I never had had that, you know, and during the pandemic, I've been building up a directory full of other life coaches, holistic therapists, personal trainers, yoga teachers, you name it. I've been building it and connecting with them to try and build up Blue Chakras directory. And um, so I'm able now to put those things in place for me. So I have somebody that I can talk to if I've had a, a, a pressurized conversation with somebody or if I've had quite a a deep conversation with somebody or it's been quite a testing or trying conversation I think it's really important that as coaches we recognize that we do need supervision and we do need somebody that we can at the end of the day offload things to because um I remember one night I had somebody had contacted me a friend had contacted her and said that he was suicidal I'm just going to put a trigger warning on this now before I continue to disclose this you know and this is a suicidal um, ex life experience that I had. And she messaged me saying that he was suicidal, this guy. And I said, could you get him, to, would he talk, do you think he'd get him to talk to me? So between both of us, we were messaging each other. I managed to get this guy to talk to me and he just tried to hang himself off a tree with a rope around his neck. And I managed to talk him down for about an hour and I managed between us to find out where he was and to get the emergency services out to him you know and to deal with something like that that's pretty powerful and that I saved that man's life that night you know just from the power of an hour an hour and a half's conversation and getting in the ambulance and the police service out to him you mm -hmm. know and I just basically finished off that call came in floods of tears got my coat on and my shoes on walked up to the massive parkland near where I live took my shoes off completely grounded myself back in this freezing cold 
you know damp wet grass and took some a few breaths and thought wow I've just saved that man's life like that's pretty incredible work to do and so I'm hugely hugely proud and hugely humble for the work that I do do in suicide prevention because it's people go along and they sometimes say to me oh you can't save everybody you can't save the world I'll give it a bloody good go <laughs> do you know what I mean like I know I can't save people but I the reality was I saved that man's life that night so yeah you, you, can, <laughs> you can save a person's life by the work that you do just can't hold my shoes that's your limitation not mine yeah that's your self-limiting belief not mine come back and come and see me for a coaching session i'll reprogram that part of your brain for you <laughs> that's 30 quid thanks <laughs> love it and um yeah so in terms of confidence you know you, you can you know you're quite a bubbly person but are there days where you kind of struggle with your confidence? Like, yeah. um, every day. Yeah. <laughs> every day. I'd be a liar if I said I didn't. Every day I have to stand in front of a full length mirror and do the mirror, mirror challenge, which is what I teach and coach people on a daily basis for self-confidence and self-esteem. And every day I stand in a full length mirror in my knickers, in my bra, Go like this with my arms, go, oh, look at your guns, calf. And every day I stand there and I do that. Like, and it is funny because if I, if somebody videoed me doing it, you'd, you'd think, what the hell is she doing? But like I full on check myself out every day of the week. And the thing is, because I was Muay Thai training, my, my body was changing in shape. And I, I was getting the shape and the look of my figure that I wanted to. And then when I got really ill, I stopped eating and I dropped dramatically dramatically lost a lot of weight and felt really ill and couldn't look at myself in the mirror because I hated what I saw and then these past kind of few months I've got back into picking my weight so back into doing my squats and again this is part of a mind of the mindset routine that I teach people which is you you have to accept yourself you have to accept yourself and no matter what any anybody has said to you over the years that has ever knocked your confidence and made you feel like shit stand in front of that full length mirror with your head up and your shoulders back and look at yourself from head to foot and appreciate your beautiful human body that God has given you and you know we all come from somewhere we all come from two tiny little seeds that come together and make us who we are and that is such a miracle within itself that how could you not possibly stand there and love yourself and that, and it's hard because we don't and we don't because we've had put down after put down and comparison to other people all our lives you know with the media and everything else and you've got to stand there and check yourself out like I, I checked my ass out today like I was proud of my ass today like I got out of the bath and I stood and I did 20 squats in a full length mirror you know and and just was like yeah go on calf like it just I felt it's really empowering and it makes you feel so powerful and I was just like, yeah, well, my, my ass is where I want it to look today. Like, it's up here. It's like a shelf. I wanted my ass to look like that. I want to crack eggs on my ass. Like, that's what you train for. And that's why I, I heavily get into my squats and stuff. And, like, and the more I steam up my body changing, the more I love it. And the yeah. more that empowers me, the more confidence that gives me. And so now if anybody ever stood in front of me and said to me, you know, like, what I, I was bullied heavily when I was younger, you know, like you're ugly, Catherine, you need a nose job, Catherine, you know, oh, your bum's too big, Catherine, you know, all these just 
shit things that people have said to me that really knocked my confidence. Right now I stand there and I'm like, yeah, look at my ass, thanks. I love my ass. I grafted for this ass. Like I've spent hours in the gym on a massive, you know, on the ski machine, squatting with this, putting myself through some right paces and overcome a phobia of going to the gym in the first place because I lacked self-confidence and I had this fear of men looking at me, you know, and the weird thing is I... I've worked in a male-dominated environment for the majority of my life, hairdressing and barbering. It, you know, it never, ever really bothered me. And, I, and, you know, I've had men bantering me and constantly commenting on my boobs or my bum and stuff. So I'm kind of used to it. But I got in a relationship with my ex-husband and he made me feel really shit about myself. And then he left me for another woman, which then knocked my confidence even more right down to the floor and I had to bring myself up out of it and you know I started Muay Thai training to feel powerful and it's it's a full embodiment of Buddhism is is you not only your mental state but your emotional state your physical state and your spirit and you are a spiritual being in that vessel of a body that you've got so yeah hell yeah I love it why don't you love it Excellent. There's like quite a few golden nuggets that I've just kind of picked up on from what you've kind of been talking about in the last sort of 20 minutes. One of them is like talk to someone, you know, if you're having a shit day, like, because what saved that man as well was, you know, the courage he had to talk to someone and, you know, um, so yeah, if you're having a crap day, like just find anybody, you know. You had a support team around you that makes a difference you know when you've got people around you anyone that you know gives us gives a shit for like a slither of a second you know it's kind of enough to kind of latch you back to the uh and not wanting to die for that one split second if you know what i mean yeah a hundred percent and i think that's the the biggest thing that together we can promote in suicide prevention is it just takes sometimes sometimes it can just take you to reach out and ask somebody if they're okay just that one message of somebody talking to you for five minutes could just just save a person's life like that's powerful and for goodness sake man like come on for fuck's sake let's get you know it's not it's okay to be not okay and it's okay to talk about it yeah um you know so another thing was accept yourself. I'd heard that. I really like resonated with that. Accepting yeah. yourself as you are. And, you know, it's, it starts with the truth. Like, you know, when you're looking at yourself in the mirror and you're seeing what you're seeing and, you know, it starts with that truth, you know, any sort of building, you have to kind of start from somewhere. And it's like that acceptance, yeah. um, acceptance of yourself and, you know, starting with that truth um yeah i think jk rowling is a good one you know she has a famous quote which is rock bottom is a foundation on which i rebuilt rebuilt myself yeah and once you get to rock bottom you pretty much know that you can't get any further down than there so you've got to take a strong hard look at yourself in the mirror and that's what the mirror challenge is about standing in front of that mirror and taking a really good bloody strong hard look at yourself and thinking what don't I like and what can I do about it? What can I change about it? What can I change about something that I don't like? Yeah. And if you can't change it, then you've got to let it go. You've got to let it go. You can't continue to hate yourself 
for past mistakes or things that have ever been said to in your life. You can't hate yourself for another person's nasty opinion or nasty view on you because that's not who you are. That isn't who you are. And that's something that we teach, isn't it, in, in coaching? Like we're yeah. taught with the four basic layers of a human being. You know, you have your first surface mask face that you put out into the world. Take that mask off. You've got your second layer of, of who you are. Take that down a notch. Like your second layer is generally what people have said to you and your, your experiences you've been through. Take that down to your third layer. And your third layer is kind of like your, your childhood your childhood programming and your habits and behaviors take that down another notch and you you've got to where you started from as a human being like you started from nothing you've come into into life and into your habits and behaviors and your environment as a childhood then you stick it up a notch you've got your habits and your behaviors that you've learned in adolescence and then you've got like where you are now and all those things build up and make you who you are as a person but you are just a product of that. You're a product of life experience and you can change your direction and learn and grow in life experience, whichever way you want. You so you have that power to do that. You just have to believe that. Yeah, absolutely. And you're not your past and you, you know, and you have a say, right? You know, you can break that hereditary, um, uh, no, habitual generational patterns that you've yeah. been thrust into. And stuff yeah, like that. 100%. And it's not permanent. You can you can stop the pattern. So you just have to quote. be aware of it. Uh, awareness is key. Yeah, you do. There's a good quote by the Buddha which says, "This too shall pass," and that means just what you've said. You know, we're not our we're not our past, and we haven't met our future yet. We've only all we have is the power of now. And there's a book by Eckhart Tolle. And he talks about the power of now and the power of being in the present moment and just really being present with yourself. And, and that's what we have to remember because our brain focuses on memory and different memories and different situations and different traumas in our lives. And it likes to bring them up, which is what has happened with me. I suffer from post-traumatic stress disorder. And this is what's happened with me then in this psychotic episode. And every day I have to ground myself back and think, that's just my head and they're just my thoughts that's old programming or that's my childhood programming or it's my my adolescent programming but that's not here right now that situation isn't here right now I'm here right now in the present moment and at this point I've got the power to choose whatever it is that I want to choose to do with my day so choose to do it go out and do it that's it there's no such thing as try is there you do or you don't um, and it's after choice, like at the time, like, and um, yeah, it's so so powerful. Um, thank you for sharing that today. Um, yeah, You're welcome. Um, yeah, have you got any more questions, Adam? For so, for our viewers and listeners, when this goes on YouTube and Spotify, and that. What bit of advice or what nugget or where can they find you if they want to work with you? So if you want to work with me, I am Catherine Moses on Facebook and uh, I deal with everybody all on my, through my Facebook. Uh, I have a group page called Blue Chakra Mindfulness Mindset and Meditation Movement. 
I've got thousands of videos on there. There's thousands of pounds worth of content, neuroscience, uh, mindfulness, meditation, psychology. Uh, there's dancing videos of me dancing around my kitchen in my jammers with my cat. There's um, my daily life experiences, my daily ponderings. There's bits of Muay Thai training that I've done and there's pictures of my progress. progress. There's just life, life experience on Blue Chakra, you know, and that's what I do daily is just share my daily wisdom and share my knowledge. And I'm continuously training at the minute. I'm doing a neuropsychology course. I've just passed my first six um, modules with a distinction. So I'm woohoo, well pleased. I'm a proper neuroscience geek. I love it. Um, so yeah, you can find me on there um, or I'm on Instagram. Uh, my Instagram is uh, the loves list, it's called. And I'm blue chakra slash the loves list on there. So you can find me on Insta as well. Um, or you can contact me on my mobile if you want to book any services with me. So that's 07532273607. You can contact me on that, shoot me over a message, and uh, I can get back to you and get you booked in for sessions. Awesome. I love it. And, um, I want to know anyway, Jason, how's your coaching business going? Because we haven't caught up for a while. That's it. It's building. You know, we're doing these podcasts and, you know, we're putting ourselves out there. And yeah getting like little bits of interest here and there i just need that consistency now i think and um that's what we're aiming yeah. for now and i think you, you sound you're really passionate about the suicide prevention side of things for men you know and i think that like I say it's something that i'm passionate about and it's really close to my heart and i think for you to be doing this is incredible you know and showing showing the men out there that it is okay it is okay not to be okay it is okay to be vulnerable and so guys when you're listening reach out to Jason and get in touch with him and have a chat with him because you know he can help you you know we did our accreditation training together at the coaching masters didn't we and yeah. it's life-changing isn't it the accreditation yeah. we did was just life-changing uh, teaches you a lot about yourself um, new new learnings and how to help other people you know how to ask good questions of yourself and others and yeah I think you did something amazing as well that I didn't do you were under Lindsay Cap, weren't you you went and saw Lindsay and you did yeah. her emotional intelligence course didn't you yeah that's absolutely amazing right love Lindsay Cap. she's got she got a course starting on the 22nd so if you're interested in learning emotional intelligence you should definitely go and check that out as well nice. um yeah, she's she's ace, and we, that course teaches you like so much about yourself, balancing things like empathy, and you know, so we don't give too much, like you know, because giving people can kind of exhaust themselves, and you know, when you're giving away all that oxygen, you've got none left for you, and that cup can be really empty sometimes. Yeah. And this is what you, happened to me. This yeah, is what happened to me. Like I was out, out, out. so yeah. It's, it's about balance at the end of the day to protect ourselves as well because we're still humans with you know triggers and all this kind of stuff and triggers and trauma so and we want to help like you were saying before like you know we want to help everybody and sometimes we have to kind of have that realistic head on as well and realize that we can only do our best and that's it. 
Realise that we can't save the world. Yes, we can. Yes, we can. <laughs> we can save the world, but it's got to be in stages. You know, yeah. we'll save everyone at once. Um, we can I, save the world together. We can we do it in numbers, not on our own. Yeah. <laughs> I said we need recruitment <laughs> towards yeah. this movement. So anyone who need to be watching out for, you know, anyone wanting to like hurt themselves or kill themselves, and, yeah, help them. Help them. Offer a conversation. Offer a hug. Offer a cup of tea. I think is my advice. I think if you ever see anybody struggling, or you think somebody's struggling, or you think somebody isn't okay, then I think my words of wisdom would be: ask them again, are they okay? Because if you think that you're really not okay, just sit there and give them some space and give them some time to sit and actually talk and let it out. I think is probably the biggest words of wisdom that I give off off experience. Yeah, absolutely. And um, I've been in that place myself and it's not, you know, uh, it's not a nice place to be. Like I was on my third redundancy. I felt like crap. I felt like, you know, every time I tried to build up and move on to the next level of my life, it would just be taken from underneath me. So I thought I got to a stage where I thought, what was the point? What's the point? Like, so, you know, I've been there and, you know, thoughts like that crossed my mind in that in that time. Um, luckily, short after I found the coaching world and, yeah, started on this massive journey. So I feel blessed that they found me at the right time. Um, you know, maybe this can be for you as well, because, you know, if, if you've been to like the lowest of levels, you know, you're qualified to help majority of the people on the planet. And there's, you know, bigger gifts out there for you that you're not utilising. Yeah, you know? I think they're good words. I think that's the good words of wisdom there, Jason, for that. And, um, you know, if you've been through hurt and shit in your life, then, you know, you're willing, you're going to be in a better place to sit with people who have also been through hell and shit in their life. And, you know, it's them type of people we need in the world. So look at everything as a gift, you know, we ask God for strength or Buddha for strength or whoever we kind of believe in the universe for strength. Um, and, you know, give us strength to give us trials to overcome so that we build our strength from within. Yeah, and we build our resilience. I think resilience is a good word because we are resilient as human beings. Right? We put up with a lot of shit. We put up and cope with a lot of shit in our lives as human beings, you know, and I think the most important thing to say is we are all human and we're not robots. We are human and it is okay to cry. It's okay to feel sad. It's okay to worry, you know, take yourself back to when you were a little kid, you know, when you were a kid, you had tears, you had tantrums, you were worried, you were tired, you were hungry. That's not any different just because you're an adult. You know, it's just more so. I think we cry more as adults because we've got more to deal with. I think, you know, when I was on this breakdown, I remember the nurse coming out to see me and I was in such a state. And I remember hit, just putting my head down and banging it on my worktop saying, I am so sick of crying now. And she was like, she said, oh, there's a song called Justin Timberlake called Cry Me a River. And I just picked my head up off the worktop and looked at her and I went, I've cried the fucking ocean. <laughs> I'm sick of crying and I just can't stop crying. And she was like, I think we better go out for a walk. 
And I was like, and do you know what? I went out for a walk and I came back and I felt so much better. Yeah. I just, I was just fed up of myself. I was just fed up and I just could not stop this crying. And it, you know, and, and I, 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 I do honestly believe I must have cried like half the ocean because I just, you know, I cried for six months solid. Every day I cried all day and every day, you know, and I just could not stop crying. But I think I'd heard so much suffering and, and was suffering myself in lots of ways, you know, during the pandemic being locked in. And, you know, again, going back to talking about suicide and suicide prevention. During the pandemic, we've all been locked in. None of us has known really what's been going on. We've had conflicting evidence. We've had conflicting information. We've been locked in our houses, being told we're only allowed to go out for, for an hour a day. We've been barraged with fear for 18 months. And it's massively, massively affected people. So it's now the aftermath, which is where we as coaches all need to step up now because it's the aftermath of that that people aren't coping with and not dealing with. And this is where we step in and we come in and we give that help and that support and that encouragement, you know, and it's, it is really, really powerful that there are people like myself and like you and like the other team of coaches that, that we know across the world globally now, you know, and it's really important that you do reach out guys and you, you do ask for help and you do say, you know, I'm struggling or I'm, I'm not having a good time or, I've had these suicidal thoughts and I'm not feeling well, you know, can I talk things out? Because there is always somebody that you can get on the end of a message to or the end of a call to, whether that is Jason, myself or or, or Adam. Is Adam, is Adam a coach as well? Yeah, so Adam's yeah. just as qualified as me. And like, yeah, he's like shot up the ranks. Um... We're all ranking high, are we now? <laughs> hey, I've been on the phone to brain surgeons and multi-million pound business owners I reckon I'm high up the rank now I've ranked myself up and I'm thinking who the hell do I think I am <laughs> there's my limiting belief I am who I am today yeah. I'm gonna stand in that full lead mirror and check out my guns <laughs> that's it you know if we're not loving ourselves why how do we expect other people to, to love you can't us? you can't yeah you know it starts with us and something has changed for me massively over the last year i used to loathe myself but i used to care about everyone else and just ignore me basically and what i needed and so what flipped the script on that then what changed you what was the golden nugget well i did emotional intelligence course you know that's that was that was the switch because it brought me back into balance everything i was feeling everything i was thinking um there was a reason for it and I went and looked under the microscope basically and I was able to tweak all those little things that were kicking out other areas of my emotional you know you know because there's 15 areas you've got to be aware of you know there's things like independence you know, self-expression like how are you how are you coming across to other people are you building connection or are you breaking connection with how you be in that and um what are you believing about situations going on in your life and you know can you be sure that things are absolutely true before you go in too far into the story of things and you know yeah all it's all about perception isn't things. it yeah so it's, uh, things like empathy like and self-regard working together so my self-regard was zero 
and my empathy was bloody 200 like so I needed to kind of the aim is to get everything to 100 basically and balance in all like all, all of your areas and that's what worked for me I took control back of my own dials and you know, got it balanced and since then I've you know allowed people to like work with me a lot more so I was very independent as well so learning emotional intelligence I didn't want anyone near my coaching business and now like you know I've accepted Adam into working with me and yeah now we do it together and it's less pressure on me and yeah and we can build something even better than what I'd imagined because now there's two heads thinking of ideas and you know dreaming big and it's amazing yeah it does i think that's uh, a good point to make i think that's what's happened with me during this breakdown i was trying to do everything myself and it just sucked the life out of me and and it was too much i was working too many hours and taking on too much and i i've learned that and i've pulled the reins back in my business now of, of doing that and this is why i'm building up a directory of people so that i can pass I can pass clients on to other people, you know, yeah. so that I'm solely doing what I'm, I solely want to do. And anybody that comes to me and I can't help them, instead of me going, yeah, I'll help you, and then gets to a point where I've helped them, but yeah, I've got no energy left. Mm -hmm. I can then go, do you know what? Well, that's more of their field. Like that's more of something that I think they're going to be able to help you with them and to deal with you better. So I'll pass people on then. So it's it's great to build up that that network isn't it, of other therapists and other coaches to help you with the workload well, that's such an abundant mindset as well to be in right to give you know people that come in approaching you to other people and sharing a load a little bit like because we can fall into the trap of scarcity sometimes and you know clinging on to everyone that might reach out to us as coaches and wanting to work with everyone even if we can't serve them as well as someone else and, um, you know, it's kind of like shelving the ego. That's another thing that Lindsay Cap talks about, mm. you know, on her course and things like that. And putting yourself to one side so that, you know, you can best serve that person to the best of your ability, even if that's sending them to another coach. And, mm. um, yeah, that's yeah. the best thing you can do. Um, it's all about working together as a collective, isn't it? working together as, as a collective of humans like we are. We, in a nine to five normal job, you tend to work as part of a team, don't you? That's yeah. team bond, bonding and team building. Whereas when, as a coach, I've said this quite often recently, nobody prepares you for being a coach. Nobody yeah. prepares you for the enormity of the job, do they? To people don't always even now recognize what a life coach is. I mean, I've had a conversation with my mum today and she's clueless as to what life coaching is. I've had to try and explain it to her, but it's hard to even explain what life coaching is to somebody and, and for them to sit and understand you unless they're sat with you in a room while you're coaching somebody. It's hard to explain coaching to people for them to understand. But I think the best way to explain what life coaching is, for those who don't know what life coaching is, it's basically you come to me and I sit and pull you to pieces, <laughs> pull all your, your fears and your insecurities to pieces. And then we put a plan together and make your life better off that. We eliminate your fears. We eliminate that self-doubt. We eliminate that 
lack of confidence and we help you to jump those hurdles of what's holding you back and get you to a place where you actually want to be thriving don't we you know I think that's a really good description of coaching that's it people go to personal trainers to beast their bodies and you know okay tear me apart physically so I can build stronger muscles you know when they come back like we do that for the mind and you know people's confidence and how they feel about themselves and you know pushing and working on goals you know dreaming bigger yeah so to wrap up this podcast episode tonight like just tell us a little bit about where Catherine Moses is going to be in five years time oh do you know what this is my five-year plan and my long-term plan is to live abroad like by the time I'm 45 so I'll be 35 in March so my 10-year plan is to eventually live abroad and I'd love to live in Greece um my five-year plan is to upscale blue chakra to have my academy to open my academy and academy premises so I have people all working as a part of a team under one roof as part of the blue chakra academy that's my my five-year plan that's a big dream big isn't it yeah it's a massive dream big for me but you know what I started off with a small studio and I, I am literally grafting my bum off because my dream is to have what I had when I first set up but on a bigger scale and have a personal trainer in you know I want to have an academy where I've, I've literally got day-to-day running a business with a personal trainer in a yoga teacher me doing massage me doing like hair puts with you know personal trainer teaching Muay Thai that's what I want my business to look like I want it to that's my business model I want an academy that's such a powerful vision as well like you know well done for that and you know everything greatness about the world has had to have been imagined at some point you know it's been on the drawing board so you know to have you know these visions is our superpower and we need to follow them to the to the vein basically you know follow them follow it to the letter always go off your intuition go off guided intuition you can never go far wrong lovely we loved having you on thank you so much for joining us tonight Catherine thank you for having me i've loved it um so we'll finish this how we always do let's draw on that courage build up that confidence and let's get back our roars yay